Welcome to the Productivity Podcast. Today, delighted to be joined by Alex Kelly, who is the Group Programme Manager for Expediator. Hi, Alex. How are you? Yeah, very well, thanks. Thank you, Simon. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks. So we'll find out a bit more about you and then we'll find out a bit more about Expediator because with the greatest respect, it's one of those names that may be not familiar with lots of the listeners. So tell us a bit about yourself, Alex. We first met when you were at Wix, but I'm sure you did lots of stuff before that. Yeah, sure. So, uh, yeah, my background uh, has predominantly been retail in nature. Uh, so I spent a good 10, 10 years of my career working for Tesco's as a, as a project and, and program manager, uh, looking after the development of their multi-channel uh, GM business. Um, just like you mentioned, I went to Wix. Um, I did a number of years there helping them uh, build a retail strategy, help them, uh, support them in the development of a new format of store um, before moving to Ocado. Uh, where I helped with the expansion of the UK business in terms of all the latest uh, new automation performance centres, um, and <clears throat> which has led me to where I'm now, which is at Expediator Group uh, as a group program manager. I'm supporting the company with uh, its strategic plans um, and helping bring about change uh, to help the business grow and expand. So tell us a bit about Expediator. Say it's one of those hidden gems. I've had the pleasure of walking around a couple of the sites and they're really yeah. impressive. Yeah, sure. So Expediator, it's a large company. It's a, it's a business based uh, both in the UK and Europe. Um, it's an international freight management company uh, providing a combination of logistics, transport, uh, logistics and transport solutions. Um, it's a business that has been growing rapidly, um, both through organic growth and uh, acquisitions in recent years. Um, really trying to exploit, I guess, what is a, a very large global demand right now uh, for transportation services. So Large business, um, and within the UK and Europe, it offers a mixture of services through three fundamental divisions. So it offers a freight forwarding service, um, so i.e. supporting clients with the transportation of goods, uh, both around UK, Europe, and the world. It offers a logistics service, so the storage of goods, both in both in the UK and Eastern Europe. Um, and it also offers services in Eastern Europe uh, for transport uh, providers, Um in the form of fuel cards, etc., uh, and all the kind of support services that go with transportation needs. Um, so di- quite a diverse business offering a multitude of logistics and uh, freight forwarding services. And yeah, a business that's been growing rapidly uh, and very successfully in recent years. So the, there must be, because the, at the time of recording, we've kind of got uh, hyperinflation, we've got rising wages, we've got supply chain shortages, we've got, unfortunately, a war that's kind of in the in the background and underpins a lot of this. What things are impacting the business at the moment? There must be so much going on in, in your space in terms of cost, people, labour. We all know how much petrol is, that it yeah. it must be a really tricky environment to operate in. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Simon. It's it's an industry that's been through a lot of change, especially in recent years. Um, there's been a real shift in terms of how clients um, are working with us. Um, so, in particular, the whole piece around online growth versus traditional uh, traditional brick and mortar retailing. So, we've seen a real shift towards online sales, which has changed the types of orders that we're now processing out of our logistics centres. Um, just like you were touching on, we've had a lot of things impacted in recent years. So the pandemic in particular has changed a lot about how the logistic model works. So what we've seen is a real shift from clients moving from just-in-time replenishment to more just-in-case to ensure that they have good availability uh, for their stock throughout the year. That is has been quite a big impact to us because what that's driven is a larger amount of stock inventory that we've had to sit on um, in the 
uh, potential of any unexpected increases in demand or supply issues. So there's been a real shift there that we've seen that we've had to really work hard to adapt to and manage our space more effectively. And yeah, quite a number of other key impacts as well have kind of landed that we've had to face into. So the labour market, I don't think has ever been as difficult as it is now. Um, It's ever increasingly more difficult, especially in the logistics sector, um, following the departure from the EU um, to actually get the necessary resources that we need to support our operation. And given how we work and how seasonal sometimes some of our warehouse operations are um, we need a degree of flexibility in actually how we manage our staff and need the flexibility to be able to flex up and down uh, in relatively short windows of time to be able to adapt to our operations so being able to attract people retain people uh, is definitely an ongoing challenge that we have to kind of stay very close to and work on Um, and yeah I think just to your point Simon as well the other big one uh, that I guess has hit us is this ever-increasing cost base so we're seeing increases in costs across the board. So everything from rent, rates, uh, labour, and all the kind of costs that we pay uh, to our suppliers is all seen increases across the board. And it's an essential piece of work for us to focus on uh, and with our clients to make sure that we are putting the best possible pricing model in place uh, to keep costs as low as they can be, but whilst at the same time ensuring that we're covering all of our costs carefully. So Lots of different challenges, lots of things that we're having to keep firmly on our agenda. And yeah, it, it's it's an ongoing, ongoing action. And just picking up on a couple of those points, so you talked about people are, are moving from just in time to just in case. That, I think for the listeners, is a fundamental impact for you because that changes or tweaks your model slightly because you become more storage and less throughput, which then causes problems with space, I assume. Absolutely. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. So it's a challenge that certainly has come about in the last year or so, um, especially off the back of the pandemic. And you're absolutely right. What it's done is it's forced us to really look at actually how we manage capacity with our clients. So how we set um, more careful mins and maxes with our clients around the amount of stock they can have. It's really put emphasis on our ability to forecast accurately and get accurate forecast information from our clients um, and manage them very carefully on that so that we don't compromise our uh, position on capacity. And yeah, it, it's, it's, it's driven a real shift really. And I guess a side challenge of all of this is that by becoming more storage orientated, um, that does have an impact on the amount of revenue we generate. So for us to be profitable, storage is one element uh, that drives revenue into the business, but handling costs and the ability to have a high throughput is, is a fundamental point for us in terms of how we drive revenue. So working with clients that are, uh, trying to achieve a good level of throughput is also important. So that kind of diversity within our client mix uh, and the types of clients we do business with is is definitely an important thing for us. So we work very closely with our clients to support them with that. Um, and yeah, it's, it's very much a new dynamic that we're having to stay very close to. And I assume warehousing space is at a premium. You see, certainly if you drive down the M1, there's that big stretch by, I think it's between Milton Keynes and Bedford, where you've got yeah. huge... Um, sheds going up i think there's a bit as well as you go oxford way is it banbury there's a whole bunch yeah. of them so I, I, I assume much like you know costa and starbucks can't find enough space for drive-throughs or the right sites that warehousing space at the moment's the same yeah absolutely so there's been a real shift um in the in the demand for uh, logistics warehouses in the uk in fact i think the latest statistics say it's, it's almost doubled really in terms of uh 
growth in the last decade alone. And that area that you're describing, that, that whole golden triangle in particular, has been um, a real focus point for development, um, mainly because it gives access to nearly 90% of the UK population within a four-hour drive. So for businesses these days, especially B2C businesses, having that ability to be able to deliver effectively within short timeframes is becoming more and more important now for e-commerce. And um, that's something we've definitely seen and certainly something we're very conscious of, um, you know, longer term in terms of what our strategy looks like. And in terms of labour, again, because you're primarily South Coast, aren't you? So a couple of big, big sites, Southampton way, does that... Does that mean that it, the market's easier there, or actually is it trickier because it's more transient, it's more seasonal? Would it be is it easier in that golden triangle to recruit, or actually because there's that much competition in there, it almost makes it harder? Are you are you in a, a more fortunate position there, or just the same challenges? It's the same challenge actually. Um, I think from what we understand from other businesses and um, and from what we're seeing ourselves, I think the challenge is is across the board. I, I think the impacts that we have here are just as bad as they are in, in the kind of golden triangle area. Um, and labor in general is proved to be very difficult at the moment to manage and maintain, uh, and really ultimately to retain people, um, within the business. So it's definitely a nationwide challenge and certainly it affects us in Southampton. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's definitely a big challenge for us. And then it must now be almost critical to have these kind of short, medium, long-term plans in place that, one start to unlock some of the growth that you've described in this shift from online versus bricks and mortar. So, you know, this throughput. So I assume part of your role coming into the business is to start to lay down those plans, get the strategic bits in play so that you yeah. can maximize that growth opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think, I think with all these kind of factors that are now coming into play that we're having to manage, um, it absolutely is driving, um, a very clear strategy for us in terms of what we need to do next. So, it, you know, with the rising cost base in particular, um, there is a real need really for us to become a, a lot more efficient and automated in terms of the way we run our warehouses. Uh, and that's certainly a sort of medium to longer term strategy for us is to really look at how we invest in, in process improvement and automation to support a lot of the processes that we have within our sites. Um, digital for us definitely is certainly a challenge and being digitally fit uh, as we like to refer to it, is certainly a prerequisite for success at the moment. Um, and to be successful now, um, it's important that you understand, you know, as a business, how we exploit all the different various ranges of technologies that are out there on the market, um, coupling that with good data analytics um, and automation to really kind of build uh, a successful solution uh, is now is now important. Um, we touched on things like the workforce. So like I said, Automation is going to help reshape the land. It's going to help reshape the workforce, and you know, with labour being such a critical element of any logistics operation, um, there's a lot of focus we now need to put on. Actually, how do we kind of reduce that risk? Uh, and certainly, automation helps break down this uh, equation, um, allowing businesses to offer better levels of service um, and ultimately more more efficient from a financial perspective as well. Um, and in other aspects, I guess, strategically that, you know, we're very conscious of is how we as a business can be a little bit more elastic um, with our ability to kind of cope with high profile events, lots of seasonal variations, changes in market conditions. You know, the last few years in particular, I've seen a high degree of fluctuation. So as a business, you know, the way we're set up, the way processes are managed, uh, the way we'd like to run ourselves has to have a degree of elasticity uh, in our kind of setup. 
So um, being able to have the right structures, being able to have the right equipment uh, in the right place at the right time um, is really important to kind of sort of, uh, supporting that kind of flexible need. Um, and like we said earlier, you know, online growth, definitely a factor for us in terms of how we adapt to that. And that real shift to online is certainly becoming more apparent with our clients. Um, Amazon in particular, very much driving uh, a lot of that shift. So how we work, how we operate, um, certainly has to have that in mind uh, so that we are future-proofed for that kind of growth in online. And certainly as a business, our position where we're located is definitely an important strategic point for us uh, so that we can continue to be as good as we can be when it comes to meeting the kind of ever-increasing demands on e-commerce and kind of short lead times that go with that. Um, and yeah, labour market, like I say, you know, we're working very hard on our people plans. That's a really important part for us. So a lot of our strategy very much focused around our colleagues, um, how we attract them, how we retain them. So that's something as business that we're very passionate around, making sure that our colleagues have good levels of support and training, um, a good pay uh, scheme as well to kind of support them in the business um, with the ultimate goal of trying to retain as much talent as we can. Um, we know is, is really important to our longer term success strategy. And within that, you've got, I suppose, the complexities and, I know we we've seen things in the news around the whole Brexit piece. So, yeah. just tell us. I've seen it firsthand in terms of some of the paperwork that needs to go on pallets or or cartons. Now, just yeah. tell us about the kind of what that's added to a typical outbound um, delivery. Yeah, it, it's there, there's more work for us from our perspective. There is a bit more work that we need to kind of consider and do from a from a customs perspective um, and how we work with the EU. And yes, you're right; it absolutely has kind of had an impact uh, that we've had to adapt to in terms of actually how we manage deliveries going to Europe um, and how we declare what we you know what we what we send across um, and the kind of process associated with it. So um, it is something we've adapted to. Um, it has added a bit of complexity to a lot of the process that we have, but it's something that we're getting used to. And and with future changes in the pipeline, we're hoping it will hopefully become a little bit easier later, later on for us in terms of being able to do that. I think lots more grumpy drivers waiting for paperwork, I think, is the, yeah. the output, unfortunately. Yeah. That, that's it, that's it. And I think this kind of like very much um, highlights the need to really streamline a lot of the processes that we use to process orders and to get them um, shipped across into, into the EU. Brilliant. That's an, an amazing overview. And I think you've got some kind of exciting expansion plans that are happening in Europe as well. I don't know if you're allowed to tell us about those yet. Yeah, absolutely. So we, we are looking to expand into Holland, um, into Rusendal, Um And we are just in the process now of um, getting that piece of work underway. Uh, so we're looking to kind of break ground in July uh, with the ambition to get the site ready for around uh, the middle of next year, which is a really exciting venture for us. We've got a lot of clients who have been asking us to have a footprint in Europe for some time now, uh, and we've listened to those uh, requests and started this project a little while ago, which is now coming to fruition. And we're really excited about it because it's going to allow us to give our clients both an offering in the UK and in Europe now to be able to distribute their stock uh, to all of their retailers and online businesses. So definitely an exciting venture, really looking forward to it. Um, the project's progressing really well, which is great for us. And yeah, hopefully middle of next year, we will be looking to go live with a new site in Holland. Amazing. I'll keep you busy. I'm sure a few trips over right. there that uh, that we'll be looking forward to. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good. So Alex, I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, for us, 
amazing journey. I know we kind of started on a, a journey of work together, but really, really uh, enjoyed the visits around the sites and, and all the things we've seen so far. Te- team are great, really welcoming. And I know you talked about retention, but, you know, from the, the way I've seen your people interact with each other on the sites, it's, it looks like you've got the kind of backbone of success there, which you don't, in fairness, see everywhere. So that, that's a credit to, to you guys in the organisation. No, I appreciate that. Final question from me then is what's the best bit of business advice you've ever been given? Best bit of business advice? That's a really good question. Um, I think for me, it, it, for me, it's certainly always been about having a very good, clear vision by which people can, by which people can follow you on. Um, and I think that's something I've certainly stuck with because I think um, things do change, um, environments do change, and having a clear vision uh, is a really kind of strong way of helping businesses lead their way through um, difficult times or through change or through growth and being able to understand what your business is about, where it sits within its market, where it's heading and how to get there, I think is is fundamental to success. So I think always having a clear vision in your mind is, is really important. Good. Love that one. Brilliant. It's been an absolute pleasure to catch up. Really appreciate you taking the time out to come on and I'll speak to you soon. Great. Thank you, Simon.